Welcome to Veg World Magazine Radio, the evolution of veggie living. And now your host, Steve Prusa. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Veg World Radio. I'm your host, Steve. It's great to be with you. And on today's show, we've got a special guest. It's Arosistos. His voice has provided decades of dolphin advocacy, wisdom teachings, vocal performance, writing, novels, CDs, and a uniquely stunning line of couture. We're going to talk about all of this, which is incredible. He's an award-winning vocalist in 2007. He was named the most transformational artist at the 2007 Los Angeles Music Awards. His fashion line, Galactic Orgasm Designs, garnered him an Eco-Conscious Designer Award at the 2012 Hollywood's Top Designer Awards. And what a pleasure to have to VegWorld Radio, Iros Sistos. Thank you so much, Stephen. It's my, my pleasure to be, um, be here. Well, Iros, well, that's some biography you've got there. It seems you dabble in a little bit of everything. <laughs> Well, it looks like that, but truly it's um, it's been what I call, I've been following the thread of my heart consciously, you know, for about 30 years. And um, it has led me to these different uh, situations and these different um, openings and possibilities. And for me, if I design a piece of clothing or I, 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 um, I do my energetic healing work through my voice or swim with dolphins or having a cup of tea, basically, or whatever it is, it amounts to the same thing. It's all that divine presence, that all that divine energy, and all life becomes a sacred um, testimonial to that. And so life just becomes a prayer, if I have the right understanding about it, and so not separating it, that this is more spiritual, or this is more of this. Nothing like that. <clears throat> I've had those experiences that that's Really, not the way it's at. It's all it's all um, perfect and whole and 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 and, um, and divine, you know. Well, let's talk about your work for the dolphins. First of mm-hmm. all, so our listeners are aware and our audience, those reading this at a later time, tell us more about the oceans and the killing of dolphins and what's going on on the planet today. Oh my goodness! You know, I mean, there are really no words for this. It it is a catastrophe. It's it's so. Um, I mean, horrific what is what is happening because, first of all, we have to remember that the ocean is such a gracious element and it gives humanity so much joy and so much pleasure and so much recreation and, and, and to explore and to play and, 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 and discover, you know, and to destroy this element is basically destroying life because without the oceans, we have no life on this planet. It's simply, simply as that because I don't know how much you know about um, the, the galaxy, but in this galaxy there are very few water planets, and planet Earth being one of the water planets. It stands to reason to to really uh, recognize that um, being a water planet and our bodies made up out of water, mostly 70% of water, it's kind of silly to destroy what really uh, is mostly covered of water on this planet and our bodies being made up of water. So, and then, of course, killing dolphins and whales. I mean, I have been interacting with dolphins and, and whales in, in Hawaii in the open ocean for many, many, many years, and I've had some amazing experiences. I've had experiences beyond the mind in a state of grace with my meditation teacher, and being with the dolphins, I've had similar experiences where I realized really, truly who I am on a deeper level. And the dolphins mirrors that through their spontaneity, through their joy, and through their being, just by being. And they have so much to remind us about who we really are. And and to interact with dolphins is such an amazing, amazing um, gift. And to destroy that gift as well, it's like we are just, we're just sapping every joy and every possibility around us out of our existence. And, and simply life, is, it, it's becoming like um, the, the, the heart of, of life is being, being destroyed and left is only, you know, the technology and the mind stuff. And that's simply uh, not life. 
We'd love to hear more about your experiences in Hawaii and why you're called the Dolphin Man. Um, well, you know, it started in 1994. I was on a beach in Northern California, Muir Beach, and I was in this crossroads in my life where I had just returned from a spiritual um, community and ashram up in upstate New York and spending time there with my with my um, my teacher and and uh, I I was just wondering, okay, what's the next step here? And um, being that I'm, I'm a writer, I kind of used to always carry a pen and a piece of paper with me. And suddenly I'm sitting looking out over the ocean, and, and these images and, and messages are coming through me very quickly. And I write it down. It's just like a minute or so. And, and, and underneath it says, the dolphins. And I said, the dolphins? I mean, at that point, my only identification with dolphins were basically from Flipper in the 60s. And and um, apart from that, I didn't have any real understanding about dolphins as such. And, and then for the next 10 months, I received this very powerful telepathic communication from the dolphins. And and that led me to that later to uh, to move to Hawaii and start, um, um, you know, swims with the dolphins and, and bring people to the dolphins, and the dolphins asked me at some point to be one of the ambassadors on the planet, and I thought, yeah, i got to be the ambassador. Oh, absolutely. Well, it wasn't like I got to stay and play with them all the time. It was more like, okay, you can come here and absorb and and, um, then go out there and share it with your fellow human beings, you know. So it's been an uh, interesting journey, and um, the messages I have received through the years, Stephen, um, just, um, I mean, I couldn't even even think it up, even if I, if, I, if I made an effort, you know. It's just been a truly remarkable journey. I mean, it was part of the communication in response to the suffering and killing of the dolphins? Well, I mean, the, see, again, <clears throat> the dolphins don't live in a three-dimensional time and space that, that most human beings live. They live outside of that of that quandrum, you know, they live in, in a state of unconditional love and they they know who they are. So they don't look at life necessarily from a linear point of view. And and it, their message to us is that we have to awaken to who we really are and understand that we are part of one another and we have to learn to live and exist together and co-create together. Because even though it looks like in, in, in many ways that the dolphins are being, being um, treated in a certain way, and they are on the physical plane, obviously. However, because the consciousness also exists in a different understanding altogether, they are encouraging us or urging us to wake up because they are fine. They can access the fourth and the fifth and these dimensions. There's no problem for them. However, for humanity, we don't wake up and understand who the dolphins are and treat them with, with, with love and respect. It's going to be difficult to access these higher frequencies, vibrations. So it all comes back to energy and it all comes back to um, that we are being urged to wake up so we can follow planet Earth, who is ascending into a very, very different state of being. I mean, you know, no matter how you look at it, this is what's happening. So. It, again, is about humanity waking up, you know, and, and really understand what this is all about. Well, what led to some of your work, like with IMAX? I know you narrated some of the documentaries there. <laughs> Can you talk a little about that experience and what led to that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's funny because, you know, um, Trader Joe's, in many ways through the years, has been my social outing, you know, when I didn't maybe have much money, I didn't have much uh, anything really to do, so I you know, go to Trader Joe's, and I, people are always very friendly there. And this happened to be in Laguna Beach. And, um, you know, when I go to these stores, I always befriend everybody because they, they, I like it. I like to feel like, oh, I'm coming home to my family when I go shopping, right? So they always treated me with, with much respect. And one day, one of the cashiers said, you know, Eros, um, my girlfriend works for this, this company, and they're looking for a voiceover for um documentary they are doing. Would you be interested? And I said, yeah, of course. So basically I called them up and um, I met with them and they said, 
uh, yeah, great. So please um, start working with us. And that's how that happened. And um, what's about the polar bears in Alaska and, and, uh, and the problem they have, you know, and they needed um, a Scandinavian voice. And so I guess I, I fitted that model for that moment. And so that's how that happened. Let's talk more about your fashion line, the Galactic Orgasm Design. How did this all come about? <laughs> well, that's a very ordinary story, really. In 2008, I, I lost everything, and I found myself without a car, without some place to stay, and basically pretty pretty much there like a, like a ship in the ocean without a harbor, no, no direction. And, um, and I happened to have a pair of jeans that was... Um, you know, they had holes in them. And for a while there, I thought it was kind of cool to wear jeans with holes in them. And at this moment, it represented too much of how I felt, you know, holes in the jeans, you know, and not feeling destitute. So I had an old T-shirt, and there was a picture on that. So I kind of said, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna uh, repair this. And so I cut out the picture and, and, and sewed it around the hole. And I said, my goodness, wow, this could be really be fun because I could could do something really with this. So. This line started basically with a dollar, and then, um, uh, you know, and, and of course now I won two awards for 2012 for the most eco-friendly designer, and then 2013 for the most um, multicultural designer during LA Fashion Week. And so um, it just happened very, very organically, Stephen. It wasn't something I set out, I'm going to create a clothing line. It was more that... Um, being creative, being a writer, you know, and 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 always been very, very tuned into to to um, my heart. This was a way for me to express myself and 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 rebuild my my myself, if you like, and kind of have fun while I was doing it. And so, one thing led to another, and and there was no planning in it at all. It was just one of those things that happened. Well, in our article in the current issue of Veg World magazine, we're going to have images of your of your incredible work. Uh, but for those that are listening on the radio, what's the best way for them to take a look at this? Because it, it, that's how I found you. I just was pretty blown away by your work. Um, well, they can go to galacticorgasmdesign.com. And there's, um, there's a lot of information there about the designs. And it also explains what the design signifies because you know pattern and colors is basically like sacred geometry and you know certain shapes and forms create a certain vibration and so i started creating the pattern and the colors from that understanding and then i started seeing i found out that if i do um uh, you know muscle testing on people with the wearing the clothes they were much more centered, they were much more in tune, and they feel more, more um, um, their own joy. And so last year I was at the um, Las Vegas, um, uh, the Magic Show, which is the, one of the largest fashion conventions in the world. They have about 250,000 people coming from all over the world. And I walked around on this, this um, in, 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 in the different places there, and and had my always wear my clothes, right? And I had people try them on the jacket I was wearing, and we kind of videotaped it. And it was amazing the the, the testimonials that people um, were given right there in the middle of of, of thousands of people, you know, <laughs> putting this jacket on and get this um, phenomenal results. So anybody, Stephen, who wears these clothes, are going to feel something. To give you a very quick example, I was just at the expo in. Um, uh, Los Angeles at the at the Hilton over last weekend, and 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 I sat down at a table and started talking to these people, and and uh, one of the women, you know, she said, "Can I try the jacket on?" I said, "Absolutely, try it on." And so she tried it on, and she said, "Oh my goodness, I can't believe this." I said, "What happened?" She said, "Well, I've had this muscle ache or this ache in my shoulder for a long time, and that seemed to go away, and I feel it disappearing now." I said, wow, that's great. That's a wonderful testimonials. And she's saying, I feel like I'm vibrating. Now, I'm not saying that everybody's going to wear these clothes, going to have this experience. However, it's interesting that for whatever reason, these clothes, these colors, these patterns trigger something off for people. 
And I see it over and over and over again in, in various ways. But what's your process for creating the clothing? Is it custom or how? what's the uh, intention? Well, let's say, um, Stephen, uh, you, you, you gave me, um, like, say, say um, a jacket or something. Because I, I, I like to use clothes that a person already has stacked in, in their closet somewhere, and maybe they don't like it anymore because it's out of style or it kind of faded a little bit. So I redesigned that, and it's also good for the environment, you know. So um, so I would then say, okay, Stephen, w- w- Give me an example. What do you like? Do you like dolphins? Do you like um, bears? Do you like flowers? Do you like um, whatever? So I ask these kind of questions so I get an idea uh, what your what what your likes are. And from that, I then just kind of do my best to tune into who Stephen is. And then when I create, I create from that place that who you are with these ideas that you've been giving me. And, and um, so far, it, it, it's been pretty amazing the, what people have shared with me, you know. So, um, yeah, and that's, so that's the process. So then also you be the only person on the planet wearing exactly that piece of clothing. I mean, you could go anywhere and you know you'd be unique in that way that nobody will wear exactly that same piece. So um, it's haute couture at this very moment. And for right now, that's like how I like to stay with it and, and taking it to the next level. I, I'm not sure about that at this point. And, and um, I'm looking to get it into the movies. I've had some people talking to me about that. And so I want to follow up with that as well. And um, apart from that, it's mostly, you know, person to person at this point. Right. And there's been interest from celebrities and musicians too, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, as I said, wherever I go, if it's on the street or in the supermarket or to a gathering, whatever, people approach me and saying, where did you get those clothes? And, and, and they say, wow, I, I, it reminds me in the, in the 60s when there was so much joy and flower power and all of that. And I, and I said, great, you know, and, and, and so people have all different um triggers what the clothes symbolizing for them, but basically in in one word, it's joy. It's it, it's that freedom and, and, and love, you know. And uh, so, um, yeah, it doesn't matter where I go. It, it it always gets comments and always gets people say, oh, how do I get, how can I get there? You know, what do I do? Well, it's incredible that you've taken the eco concept into this and creating a unique, unique clothing line and really tuned into the struggles on the planet. Well, I mean, if you're looking at it, you're looking at it from 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 the point of view of of, um, of the planet here. And jeans material apparently is some of the worst things to to recycle. Of it pollutes the planet. And if you're thinking about all the jeans and all that are made. Or from that material, it 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 stands to reason that if people wants to order something that is the jeans material, that they use something that they already have, because that's a little way of of um, of supporting the planet and also supporting the 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 understanding that you know we are stewards of this planet. We we certainly don't own it. We can't treat it as as something. We can just trash and, 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 and have no respect for it, you know. We, we are supposed to be the stewards. And every little thing we do, I truly uh, believe, is affecting everything because, for me, it's all a hologram. So whatever happens within the hologram happens to everyone and everything, you know. So same thing is with my thoughts, you know. If the clothes or something like that bring joyous thoughts to a person, well, that's going to affect the larger picture as well, you know, because we are really not separated. Uh, we truly are not. Well, let's talk now about your books. You've got two published books, Time is Promised to No One and Embracing Aloha. And I know you've got a third one coming up. So first, let's talk about these two and then what you've got coming. Well, Time is Promised to No One is like kind of the flagship. I um, It started in, oh, now it came, it was published in 2005, the first publishing, and then but it took 24 years to complete this book. And it started in a very deep meditation in the mountains in Switzerland. 
I've had, had, I've had, I have had earlier some very powerful spiritual experiences, and this led me to write basically out of the blue. And I was meditating a lot in these days, and this was in the seventies. And and then I was sitting in meditation, and these words, "Well, doctor," surfaced, and I said, "Well, doctor." I mean, you know, I wasn't feeling sick or anything like that. However, out of these two words, and this tale that is truly, a, in in certain ways, an autobiography. Uh, you know, an autobiography in the sense that if I know that I'm a multidimensional being and I exist in different um, realities at the same time, then you can look at it as an autobiography. Or you can just look at it as, as a galactic spiritual love story. And, and um, when I was when I was writing it, Stephen, many times in, in Europe, I didn't know where I was going to sleep that night. So I didn't know where the food was going to go from come from. And I was writing on a typewriter, you know, with type ribbons. And suddenly, in the middle of a sentence, I ran out of type ribbon. And I was lucky if I had some money to go and buy a new type ribbon. So basically, after 24 years, I had a compiled bunch of papers written on the typewriter partly, Written on with 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 a pen, I, I mean, it was a mess. And luckily enough, I found an angel on Maui that said, "Well, we can sort this out." So she and I sorted it out and 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 got it into a readable form. And then, of course, things um, edited many many times. And um, yeah, so that was the the flagship, as I could call it. And then embracing Aloha. It didn't take, of course, that long. And basing a law is basically about bringing understanding to that Hawaii is very powerful vortex on the planet. And everything that happens in Hawaii, the hula dance or the chanting or the language and everything is is really um, bringing people to a different understanding. So it's very, very vital to um, protect and preserve these ancient cultures that have so much knowledge and so much wisdom. And I've been lucky enough to befriend the kahunas in Hawaii, especially one friend of mine who is a ninth-generation kahuna. And he told me about things that that just made me realize that Hawaii is is not just a place you really kind of visit and, and surf and swim. It is that, of too, of course, but it's really a place that, that uh, you go within yourself because it, it really represents a very deep part of, of yourself. And when you really embrace the, the spirit of aloha, because aloha basically means divine breath, you know, and when you embrace that with the right understanding, then, then you really are led to see a deeper part of yourself and who you really are. So again, you know, this has a very powerful message and it's a, it's a great adventure story. You get a lot of information about Hawaii and the truth and, and all of that. And at the same time, it's a love story. And, and um, anybody could read it. You know, a child at 10 years of age could read it or somebody who is 90 could read it. it it's an entertainment um, piece of work and, and at the same time gives very valid information about Hawaii and what it's all about. Great. And you're working on one right now? Um, yeah, I had the continuation of, of, of Time is Promised to No One is called Conductor of Time. And um, it's done. It, it, um, I need to have somebody edit it one more time because I have then gone through it, but I need another kind of um, pair of eyes to really go through it and see things that I haven't seen, you know, because when you write something, you become very familiar with it, and then it's difficult sometimes to be discerning. So, um, but um, yeah, it's it's just the continuation is just phenomenal as far as I'm concerned. It, it's even more powerful than time is promised to no one because it really puts it all together. So, um, and that said, you still can read time is promised to no one as as a as a manuscript or as a book by itself, and then later on read the other ones. So, uh, but the two together is just going to be dynamic. And right now, these are available on Amazon. Is that the best place for our, our listeners to check that out? Time is promised to no one, and Embracing Aloha is, is available on Amazon and on, um, on um, what's it? Um, oh, God. 
Basil Navic is one of the largest publishing companies on the planet, what's called um, Ingram. Ingram has a sister company, um, published publish self-published books, and you get the same um, same uh, you know opportunity to to use their their um, way of uh, marketing and everything. Yeah, so there's two ways. But if you go to 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 my website, eroschrystals.com, you can find the books and how to order them. But also a CD called Adventures in Consciousness, which is a very powerful book. And and you know, book is CD with with music and messages from 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 our star beings, our star star family, if you like. And um, yeah, yeah. Let's hear more about that. So it's called Adventures in Consciousness. This is a CD. Yeah, that's again one of those things again. You know, since that moment in on Mule Beach in 1994, I started receiving these telepathic messages, and then for, through the years, I've kept kept on receiving more and more messages. And um, then in Honolulu in the 1997 or something like that, 1998, um, I had some friends who were musicians, and they came to the house, and I did you do drums and keyboards, and um, we did really didn't have an intent to do anything. It was mostly we were just going to hang out and, 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 and play music and, and do that. And, I, and when I started playing, I picked up some of my, my, my writings that I had laying around there, and I started reading. And then out of that came this spontaneous CD, Adventures in Consciousness, and we didn't edit it once. We added some dolphin um, sounds to it, but that's about it. We didn't edit it once. And in one take, we we got this eight track CD with where they said did you do drums and keyboards and again through the years people have been listening to it and um, for some reason it really triggers something off them when they're listening to this and and I have to tell you you know you can I think you can download it into your iPod for about five dollars or something like that and it's it's very um, potent, so I I really recommend anybody you know download it because it's 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 potent. Even when I listen to it these days, say, oh my goodness, this obviously has nothing to do with me. I happen to be a vehicle for this, but <laughs> so, so I'm I am like wow, this is great stuff, you know. So yeah, for sure. So yeah, let's hear more about your spiritual journey. Well, you know, it started um, as a young person in in in, in Sweden, and um, um, and and basically, you know, to to wrap it up very quickly, how it started was that when I was like ten or eleven, a lot of people around me died, and I mean, when you're ten or eleven, you you know, it is not a common thing for most people to experience death around you all the time. You know, people committed suicide, people died naturally, and and, and, and people were died in accidents. And basically, it was so many people that, that um, for a while there, I was scared of picking up the, the, the telephone, finding out somebody else has died, right? And so, needless to say, when you're that young, it, it creates an impact. And then I woke up one morning telling my mother, I'm not scared of dying anymore. And that was kind of uh, strange and relieving at the same time because having these experiences. And she said it was just a dream. And then in retrospect, I realized I had gone to some place inside of myself where I kind of understood that I was protected and I was guided and on a very deep level. So from that moment on, I started having very powerful experiences around other realities and also about um, 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 you know traveling outside the body and energies and things I couldn't even imagine just happened very spontaneously for me and then at some point I uh, I woke up started drawing <clears throat> starships how I drew uh, flew in and out of different dimensions and Stephen this was really perplexing because in school. I had a real hard time to put together your seven and seven is 14 and another seven is 21. You know, I mean, mathematics wasn't my strong suit for sure. And here I am <laughs> dreaming and, and explaining to myself how starships fly out in different dimensions, you know. So 
my life became a quest, and I realized that the, the, the joy and the love and the beauty that everybody was looking for on the outside really was inside, and I wanted to tap into that. So that became my, 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 my quest and my longing. I, I wasn't inspired by making a lot of money or anything like that. I was inspired by really finding out who, who I really am. And when you ask yourself these questions, life has a way of showing up through certain circumstances, through certain individuals, and, and, and take you on this, this, this very um, uh, exciting journey to explore the inside um, universe, if you like. And then in 1979, I had an experience where I died and was reborn at the same instant. It wasn't I was in an accident or anything like that. It was an emotional um, trigger for a certain situation. However, I felt how I died and I was reborn and something inside of me severed. And I knew at that moment I wasn't this body, I wasn't this mind, I wasn't uh, anything except that energy, that consciousness, that that, that love. And um, so my 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 longing to know that became even more intense, and that led me later on to to the United to United States, and then to my teacher. And uh, you know, I've never taken drugs in my life, so. However, I've had experiences beyond the mind in a state of grace where I know who I am. And because I know who I am, I know who you are, Stephen. I know who everybody's listening to this because we are all one. We are all the same. So it, it's a kind of um, um, it's a curse and a blessing at the same time to be able to see a person for who she really is and at the same time see how they don't know who they are. So and treating them with love and respect. And so that's basically, you know, and this journey never ends. It, it, it continues on. It's, it, it's like, it's not like, okay, now I got it. No, you know the saying, the more you think you know, the less you know, and the less you know, the more you know. And I'm really at this place in my life, I'm realizing, you know, I don't know anything. I mean, I really don't know anything. Oh, and, and it's kind of a freedom in that because there's so much more to to discover and explore. And, and uh, for me, this physical existence is just a temporary uh, part of that exploration. And, you know, when you leave the physical body, it doesn't stop there. It just takes on a different shape and form and a different expression and all of that. So it's a continuous, exciting um journey and, and and one thing that I that for me the spiritual journey is to really change the perception of what God or or however you word anybody uses for for, for this this um, energy or this being is nothing fearful, it's nothing dark, it's nothing you found find in in, in hospitals or in places where people are sick and suffering. God is really an ecstatic, joyous Essential, beautiful, absolutely an amazing state of, of being and energy and, 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 and that transcends all of this, you know? And so if anything I can bring to this planet and to people is, is that, um, you know, God is static and beautiful and joyous and, 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 and learn to, to, you know, dance with that being inside of you. you know? That's a wonderful message. Well, I, you know, I, 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 I think it has validity because, <clears throat> because of the fact that we have separated so much into boxes, and and and, and you know, the the unknown has been felt and explained as something in generally very, very unattainable, and something dark, and something is sinful, and something through the religious ways of expressing it and controlling people, you know. And, and in kindness promise to no one, that his journey also, when he discovers that he is about to, to die, he discovers himself and he's not seeing that every moment is a lifetime, that the divine now, that Eckhart Tolle speaks about, you know, in the power of now, that's really where it's at, you know. Everything else is just 
added to this divine now, but there is nothing except this divine now. I mean, really, truly, this is it, you know, eternity, everything we are looking for is in the, in the now. And the more I emerge myself in that now, the more I will remember quickly who I really am and operate out of that understanding. Then I'm not caught up in the past and the future. Then I realize that the past and the future stretches from the divine now in these directions, if you like. And how is it that we stay focused on the positive when we know what's going on in the world, like with the dolphins or maybe some of the other animals and the torturing and suffering of humans? How do we uh, stay in the light, not to mention the poisoning of the planet on all levels? That's a very, very good question. Now, you, you, but you remember what you focus upon and what you give your attention to with a lot of emotional energy, that's ultimately what you manifest. So you, we, you have to find the balance. You have to recognize <clears throat> and don't condone what's going on. If you you have to stand up for the planet, you have to stand up and speak your truth, but you have to do it from a place of 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 balance and knowing that even though there is this evil happening and all of this destruction, there's also something else happening simultaneously to this. To give you an example, the whales obviously are still killed in 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 certain places on the on, on the planet. And hunted, you know, and for hundreds of years they were hunted all over the place. Now, I have swum with humpback whales in Hawaii. The only thing I experience from these great, great beings is unconditional love on a level that is really not possible to speak about. Now, the whales really have a reason to not like human beings because of the treatment that they have received from them. And yet, they only treat people with utmost love and respect. And this is what human beings we need to learn, to operate from a place of love and respect in the midst of this, this craziness that's going on. It's very easy to say, <clears throat> well, this, I'm so angry at these people, and I'm so angry at the chemtrails, I'm so angry on all of this. It doesn't shift anything. Only what it does, you just experience more anger within you and you draw more anger towards you. And while you speak out about the chemtrails, while you speak out about the suffering of the dolphins, the cold, and all of that, you're doing it from a place of understanding that ultimately we are all part of this as well. And this is something that many, many people refuse to take a look at, and that's why we're creating this, this craziness. And, you know, I've studied some of the Indian scriptures, and it explains it very, very great, greatly there. And, and, and so it, just remember, whatever you focus on, whatever you think, that's what you draw into, and especially when there's a lot of anger and intense emotions around it, that's what you pull more of. So for me, when I talk about the dolphins, I talk about the dolphins, the joy of the dolphins, the beauty of the dolphins, and they they, they are, are great, great beings. And yeah, I cry when I think about the cold. I cry when I see what's being done to them. But I'm not allowing myself to become angry in the sense that I lose the, the center because I realize I'm not going to help the dolphins. I'm certainly not going to help myself. I'm not going to help anybody else either from that place. It's such a great message. It's something I think we all need to hear, especially we have people listening to our show that are involved in animal rights and things like that, and they can really get caught up in that in that life of mm. of misery. You know, I let me give you a quick sample. When I was in SeaWorld, sea um, sea um, um, I think it was in Honolulu or somewhere, it doesn't matter, but there was a big orca female. And, you know, in these holding tanks where they're held, and hardly, it hardly covers them. And I was standing looking at her, you know, and my heart really went out to her. And I was communicating for her. I mean, for an hour I was just standing there, sending her loving thoughts and, and, and trying to really feel what she was experiencing. and. And suddenly I said, you know, I'm so frustrated by this. I, you see this, this view in this, this holding tank where you can't move. You can just basically go around 
in a circle and have no freedom at all. I said, I would just want to smash this window and, and, and take you out into the ocean. I said, what can I do? And Stephen very clearly, without hesitation, I heard the message, experience your own joy. Then my being in here has served a purpose. No, this is what the animals, and, and I've seen, and lately I've seen sharks befriend an, an Australian fisherman. Um, a, a big white shark was entangled in some fishing nets and, 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 and hooks. And this fisherman um, helped it. And the video I watched on YouTube about this shark and fisherman is a love story. The, the fisherman can kiss the, 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 the shark on its, on its nose, and each time the fisherman comes out into the ocean, the shark comes with him and swims with him. I mean, the love that you feel between these two is tangible. It's amazing. And, and you know, I, I, it's just that we just have to reawaken into this understanding. We, we have to respect and, and love one another from a place that respect is also if I have a dog, for example, or I have if I'm a, I'm a, if I if I'm a tiger training tigers, I have to understand that the dog is still a dog and the tiger is still a tiger. And being a tiger, it's it's a wild animal. And if I'm trying to domesticate it and thinking it's going to become like a pussycat, I'm not respecting its role right there. You know, I mean, this is what I think many times people forgetting that just because wild animals are kind and, and at times. Remember, their role is to be a wild animal and, and, and react like a wild animal. So we cannot domesticate them according to our beliefs and understandings. I want the tiger to become a house cat, you know, or to do everything that I'm telling them. So, um, and I think the, the, the movie, the, story, the life of Pai on the boat and the Bengal tiger there with the boy demonstrated that very, very beautifully how they knew at one point the boy knew who he was and the tiger knew who he was. But in order to coexist for that time on the boat, they had to kind of drop their roles and just kind of um, be there together. But at the same time, it was very clear that the tiger made him realize, well, you know, I'm still a tiger. And, and, and once I'm off the boat here, I'm back being who I really am. And, and I thought that was so beautifully illustrated in that movie, you know? Mm, yeah. So, Eros, do, let's talk about your upcoming events and what you've got planned for the future. Okay. On the 12th, I want to put together um, in somewhere in Los Angeles an event that is based upon, um, um, you know, honor, honor life. And it's also about Stop killing the dolphins. So I want to make have an event. I'm going to have a fashion show, <clears throat> but I'm going to have only models modeling my clothes who are conscious, who really uh, can step up to this course. In other words, it's not about them looking pretty. It's not about them at all. It's about their that they want to support something, and they're wearing these clothes with the understanding that this is a message um, about Mother Earth and the environment and such. And everybody who participates in this has to come from this place that they want to be part of something like this. With other words, if I had a lot of money, I wouldn't just go and hire body something and do this. No, this is not about money. This is about people really want to embrace something that they feel in their heart and soul has validity and then come with their gifts and, and, and whatever they can contribute. So I'm going, to, I'm, I'm going to have live music, and I'm going to have food, and I'm going to have all sorts of things. And this, in turn, will lead into, hopefully, a greater event in the fall. I mean, a much, much greater event in the fall. Where And, and this is also based upon Ocean Nation, the Facebook page. I have Ocean Nation, that people can go and post everything they want about the ocean. They can post good things. They can post maybe negative things. They can post about just keeping the awareness around the oceans um, alive and understanding that the oceans, you know, they only die of light right now. You know, they are more or less dying in many ways. And, and, and it's up to 
for every one of us to step up to the plate, not with anger, but with the understanding that the oceans are part of our existence here, and um, we need to really um, start realizing that and do something about it. I mean, really do something about it and not just talk about it. So um, so that's um, that's leading up and... and, and um, um, and let's see here. Yeah, and, and Ocean Nation is supposed to be incorporated at some point very soon, and that will um, help us greatly as well. But uh, doing something, going out there and sharing about the dolphins or sharing about the plight of, 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 of the environment or animals and things like that, it's really important, not just talking about it. So I'm stepping more into to the action of it and not just kind of sharing it and talking about it. Uh, I feel it's now time to take some action and 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 do whatever whatever I can with the with the, the resources I have and and um, use whatever I've done so far as a platform to um, to reeducate people and remind them about the, the the importance of all of this. Now, what was that website for Ocean Nation? On Facebook, I have a group called Ocean Nation that you can like. Uh, so if you go to my, if you, you know, I think, yeah, if you go to on the groups on Facebook, Ocean Nation, um, you should be able to find it fairly easy. Or befriend me on, on, on anybody who wants to like Ocean Nation, you know, I befriend you on Facebook, obviously, because that's really um, what it's all about. So if anybody wants to like Ocean Nation out there, you know, just tell me, befriend me and say, you know, I, I, I want to like Ocean Nation and I like befriend you, and then you you find it very easily. So, not a big problem. Great, and we'll include some links right here in the article, or if you're listening, we'll have it on the web page. But Eros, thank you so much for the work and for being here, conscious and in the moment. This interview has been extraordinary, and thank you for bringing all this wisdom. Well, thank you for for allowing me to to have a platform because you got to really please remember Stephen that you know without you and people like yourself it, it it doesn't get out there you know i mean i'm this is the whole point to all of this i am contributing what i have you contributing into what you have so we become like a dolphin pod one heart and one mind and we really need one another we need one another in the sense that we all contribute to the larger puzzle here. You know, we all have pieces of the puzzle. And when we start understanding that, then what you and I just did, it, 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 it's a collaboration that really works and, 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 and supports and empowers people. Mm. Thank you so much. Again, the website, galacticorgasmdesign.com. Eros, thank you for being here on VegWorld. We'd love to keep in touch and follow what you're doing and let our listeners and readers know because we're really behind your work, 100%. Thank you so, so much. And thank you for what you're doing. And, you know, I've looked at your website with your, with your food and all of that. That's super. I mean, you know, so I'm really grateful. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Stephen. You have a very beautiful thank day. You. You too, Arrows. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. And thank you for tuning in to this edition of Veg World Radio. I'm your host, Steve. We'll see you next time. And to play us out, let's hear some Arosistos. This is from his album, Adventures in Consciousness, and the first song of the album, Acceptance. You want to check this out. We'll see you next time on Veg World Radio. happening. I feel this pulsating energy moving through me and with it comes images and sayings. I grab a pen and a piece of paper and write as fast as I can. 
In a few minutes, it is over. And I sit quietly and in total surprise. And as if in a dream, I watch the words in front of me. I look out over the ocean. I cannot see anything except for the turbulent dance of the waves. And I hear the song of the ocean. I feel like for an instant I touched eternity and the vastness and beauty of my own soul. I read the words that have come pouring through me. You are part of nature. You are part of the divine. This was the beginning and the continuation of a beautiful journey of adventures in consciousness. The stars shines bright to the eyes of man because of the canvas of the night that they are painted upon. In the same way, dear ones, our love and our playful ways behold by man is so because of the gracious element of the ocean. Truly, dear ones, life is going to be like a happy wave surging through the ocean by sun-filled shores. And when you are again swimming with us, your movements in the water will become like a dance of joy. And our way of breathing will become part of your own divine pattern. And then you will be able to truly perceive the world as we do. The waves of eternity are flowing within you. All the different sensations you are feeling and experiencing is the speeded up transformation in your DNA and your cellular system. This is to prepare you to be able to hold more and more light and the awareness I am truly a divine multidimensional being. will become a creative wonder. So dear ones, be aware of old belief systems that may have a tendency to keep you limited and in a contracted state. Let go of the attachment and know that everything is always perfect and beautiful and all things are truly always in motion. That opens up to the understanding that any belief system can always be changed and by that create a very, very different outcome. The waters are sacred because of its natural honesty and its inhabitants will naturally inherit this quality as well. As the sun slowly rises and embraces the ocean, and as the dawn is taking the place of the echo of the night, in the same way, so will our hearts first embrace ourselves and then the entire universe. Because an ocean of water starts with a single tiny drop, so does the merging into our truth start with a single breath and in that joyful moment the leap of us the dolphins are truly the magic rising of the divine energy reaching up and beyond the created universe hearts merging into hearts hands holding hands creating a bond of trust 
eyes meeting eyes beholds eternity wholeness is a single moment of peace stars, light bounces back and forth, creating a matrix of the living web of divine consciousness. Dear one, light travels for a very long time indeed to shine in your consciousness as the stars in the sky. What you experience as the brilliant light of the stars is only the shadow of the divine light. Now imagine if you truly, truly saw the light itself. Your entire world and its phenomena is nothing but play of shadows originating from your own divine light. brings laughter to the human heart. Innocence is the key to joy, like a star illuminates the entire sky. So does a smile build a bridge of trust. The moon appears as round to the eyes of man because of the inherent circle of love in the heart. Welcome home, dear ones. Welcome home. again celebrating the embrace of the female aspect of God in our hearts truly dear ones as you recognize again the spiraling ecstasy the snake of realization and in the melody of that divine virtue you are hearing the lyric of I am I am I am and in that vibration you're again hearing the rapture of our sounds and the vibrant exclamation from the whales I am I am I am and in that energy we are all diving deep below into the depth of the ocean sweet mystery of our souls. We arrive, we arrive in the sea of magic. And in the center of our being, we behold ourselves as the divine mirror for the entire creation. Our hearts are beating to 
to the rhythm of millions of universes. And we are embracing unity in all things. And as we are looking up into the sky and experience the light-filled ecstasies of the universe, we are being released from the cocoon of fear and separation. And our wings will now take us to the top of ancient monuments erected in the memory of our own divine heritage. Again and again we give thanks to the journey and we fill ourselves with the elixir of gratitude and with our eyes we now behold all around us the ever unfolding effulgence of our own divine inspiration. Thank you for listening to VegWorld Magazine Radio. Join us each month for exclusive interviews with the movers and shakers in veggie living. Subscribe free at www.vegworldmag.com.